Really excited for this conversation that we're having today on Podcast Me Anything. I was doing some research for a client, and all of a sudden they said, you know, should I be using this? Should I be using that? Should I be using pod sites? And I said, pod what? And all of a sudden I go look and I see pod sites. It's a way to figure out, is your podcast advertising working? And so, yeah, that's probably something important that we would want to know. So I immediately reached out, got a response, and I am very, very excited to be chatting with Sam Rivera, an accounts manager at PodSites. You can learn more at PodSites.com. That's S-I-G-H-T-S.com. And, of course, a link will be here in the show notes to get to them. Sam, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to chat with us on Podcast Me Anything. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So give us the you know the quick elevator pitch. Why should a podcaster in particular those who are monetizing their show, think about incorporating pod sites into what they do. Yeah, sure. So for a lot of advertisers that are typically used to the digital medium, there's a lot more information and data simply that's available from a tracking and attribution standpoint. For podcasting, it's a bit more of the wild, wild west, if you will, and we're dealing with a lot limited information. So what pod sites can really do is take a lot more of the guesswork out of podcast advertising and give brands the actionable metrics and results that they need to keep reinvesting in the medium. So do you typically work with brands first or podcasters first, right? Like does a Casper mattress come to pod sites and say, hey, we're getting ready to spend a billion dollars on podcasts. Can you help us track all the ads that we do? Or do podcasters say, hey, we want to reach out to advertisers, but we want to give them better analytics. Can we incorporate pod sites? Like, Which is more common for you guys? So we definitely see a combination of both. I would say that earlier on for pod sites, a lot of our relationships were coming through partnerships with publishing networks as well as podcasts. I would definitely say that as time has kind of gone on and pod sites has become more of a household name, we're definitely seeing more brands and agencies coming in to work with us directly. So we're pretty comfortable with both, but I would definitely say there's been a bit of a shift from publisher to a lot of the brands, which has been really exciting for us. That being said, we definitely have working relationships with all of the, you know, eight out of the 10 top podcast network. So those relationships are very much alive and well. So you guys definitely know what you're doing and you're doing it well, apparently. I like to think that. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the question. Podcasters, we know how to measure our podcast, right? And the big measurement we use are downloads and we can get a little bit of a sense of where some of those downloads are coming from, the type of devices where those are coming from. Maybe with certain platforms, we can get a little bit of demographic data on our listeners. But you guys really advertise attribution. And I think that's a different sort of phrase and terminology and way of looking at measuring podcast performance that might need some clarification. So what does attribution mean for pod sites? And then how do you actually get that information? Sure. That's a great question. And it's something that comes up really frequently in a lot of our conversations uh, with brands who are really interested in audio ad buys. I would say that the most important differentiator in terms of what attribution means for pod sites is that we're actually able, based on the same kind of information that podcasters are receiving, so IP address information, user agent. We're kind of taking all of this information from the podcast side and performing attribution from another data source, which is going to be, uh, in most situations, a JavaScript-based pixel, which we use to collect a lot of comparable information. So device information, 
IP address, and then also various different types of behaviors. So our baseline kind of behavior here would be a view who heard this Casper mattress ad and then went to Casper.com after they were exposed to it. A lot of the time there's difficulty kind of figuring out which people are visiting the website in response to an audio ad as opposed to maybe a, a digital ad or a socially targeted ad. So what we're able to do based on these kind of two data sources, one coming from the publisher and the other coming from the brand side, usually from their website, is to figure out of the people who were exposed to this ad by way of downloading it in the episode, then performed an event with the brand, whether it's going to the website, maybe making a purchase if you have a, an e-commerce site, or even now we've kind of diversified some of our behaviors to app installs or other in-app activity. So is that I guess pixel is the word that we're using for that piece of code. Is that going into the audio? How is that being measured? How are you getting that information from, say, me if I both went to Casper Mattress and also listened to an episode of The Daily, assuming The Times being one of those top publishers that we, we talked about earlier? Yeah, sure. So there's two different ways that we can collect download information. One is going to be by way of our analytics prefix. So that would be inserted into the RSS feed. And then essentially what we're doing, you know, on the back end of our system when we're setting up a campaign is just inputting those drop dates. So it's going to be as easy as that. We're just pulling all of that information from the RSS feed. The other way that we can do it, that's more common for embedded ads. What we can also do is by way of a tracking URL for dynamically inserted ads, we'll basically send that over to the podcaster. They would install the tracking URL into their hosting platform. And we offer a bunch of different tracking URLs based on who your provider is. That information would just have a couple of macros in it that give us information about the episode, the download timestamp, all of the kind of ingredients that we need to perform our attribution service. So those are the two ways that we can get them. So that tracking URL, is that masking the mp3 is that masking say my casper.com slash podcast me anything like what is that click actually result in for the consumer so the tracking url is just going to be the information that we're getting from or the analytics prefix is going to be the information we're getting from the podcast kind of on the other end of that we're going to have the javascript pixel and that's going to be giving us all the information about what's going on from the website actually we're getting a ton of information of everything that's happening and then we're able to throw away any of the information that isn't related based on the service that we're performing we're kind of taking the ip information and then also using cross device graphs to figure out folks who are moving across different IP addresses and even different devices. So maybe I'm listening to Casper on my phone. I heard the ad on my phone while I'm listening to a podcast. And then I hop on my computer when I get home and I check out the website. We're actually able to follow someone throughout the entire course of that journey, which is pretty cool. But now you're not actually, say, in your reporting, which you also guys boast is one of your big features, your reporting doesn't actually say, Matthew bought a mattress. It just says, X amount of people who we believed listened to the podcast also bought a mattress, we think, as a result of those relationships. That's right. That's right. So that's a really important part as well. We're just identifying, essentially, with this data, we're just identifying unique households. And then from those exposed households, we're able to figure out who's performing these attributed actions. Well, so now let's kind of shift a little bit to 
as a result of all this information that you've gathered, when you go to your website, the big features you talk about attribution, which is what we talked about, the performance measurement reporting, which is what advertisers and podcasters would see to see, how are we doing? Pretty good. Great. But then you also have a bunch of research, competitive insights. So I guess a couple of questions. One, how well do podcast ads perform? I mean, research I've seen in the past says pretty well. And then I guess I'll go, I'll follow up with what types of ad perform better. But let's start with, in general, how do podcast ads do? So it really depends because there's all kinds of different things that you can do with your podcast ads. And also, you know, kind of what are your KPIs as a brand? What are you really looking to accomplish? In the case of a brand awareness campaign, you know, podcast ads can perform quite well. It's a matter of someone listening to an ad, hearing about an offer. They're really interested in the company and excited to check it out. They head to the website. That's going to have a pretty high conversion rate, as opposed to perhaps if you're kind of performing a more nuanced campaign. So perhaps you want people to buy your product. And that's kind of your understanding of what success would be. It depends on, I suppose, really what we're getting at here is how many steps are required before your listener performs the action that you're seeking to track, right? Okay. And then have you found a major disparity between host read ads and dynamically inserted ads? Frankly, that's not something that we're really measuring. We're not, besides you know, the methodology in terms of how we're getting the information and how it's going to be appearing in the dashboard for the brand, we're not really comparing the performance of either of those. So it's kind of a, a toss up for that one. Okay. All right. Fair enough. This is obviously, right, podcasts growing, Revenue growing, advertising growing. I think I saw a number out this morning from Pod News, right? Like we're not going to quite hit a billion, but we're getting there. And right, like it's it's only moving in the right direction. What are some of the next things that Pod Sites wants to do and offer in the future to help podcasters? A lot of what our service offering has kind of been influenced by are the requests that we're hearing from different brands in the space. Again, since this is a largely newer field in terms of advertising performance metrics, we do have kind of a lot of freedom to figure out what we want to focus on. I would definitely say that one of our newer features, we're offering lift reports now. So essentially helping advertisers figure out if you have this digital campaign, you have all of these kind of campaigns running simultaneously side by side. How are you really going to cut through the noise and figure out is it my podcast advertising that's causing this lift in different attributed behaviors? Or is it everything else, my companion campaigns that I have going on in other mediums? And really what our lift report can do is we're able to establish a baseline so that we're able to see kind of the level of engagement with the brand prior to the actual campaign launching and folks, you know, different audiences being exposed to the ads. So that's one of our, our newer features that we've been really excited about to kind of help even get more granular in terms of the impact of the actual ads outside of just a campaign by campaign basis. In addition to that, I would just say people really like having different ways to play with the data. So since our dashboard is largely everything kind of lives in there, there's not really a need for PDFs flying around and lots of email attachments. People are able to kind of pull what they need and then use the data for what they will. So I would just say definitely we're kind of exploring now different ways to represent the data visually within the dashboard, as well as different customized exports and reporting capabilities. 
what is the pricing like? If I'm, I guess, you know, because you sort of talked to this earlier, like who's typically paying for pod sites to measure the effectiveness, the brand or the podcaster? So this is kind of another one of those we've seen it all types of responses. Certainly, if a publisher is really excited about getting a brand onboarded and we have a strong relationship with them, it looks great from the publisher side to say this is an added value capability that we have. In addition to that, I would say we're starting to see that more on the agency side as well, just kind of pod sites being this phantom AV service offering. So that's definitely worked with in our favor. But I think just kind of more as podcasting is blowing up, as you've mentioned, more people are listening to podcasts, but also more brands are starting to get involved. I definitely say that people coming to us kind of directly, we've also seen a rise in that. Okay. And then one last thing I noticed on your website, and we sort of alluded to this a little bit about the privacy piece, but are there concerns about privacy for the consumer? Should I be worried in any way, shape or form about what you're doing with my data, my IP address, my activity online? Yep. So this is definitely something that comes up frequently, especially in light of CCPA, GDPR. There's a lot of conversations going on around privacy. So For starters, the information that we have available to us is already pretty limited. We're getting the same, you know, as I mentioned, we're getting IP information, user agent, and then just some specs about either the download information like timestamp and episode and show. And then on the website side, just whatever the brand chooses to pass back to us, right? So order information, views of landing pages, it's all pretty limited. But with that information, people, of course, are still really invested in knowing what happens to that information. So what we do like to say up front is that it's part of our service agreement that pod sites will never use information beyond the scope of the attribution campaign for the brand as well as the publisher to help everyone kind of understand how these ads are converting. But in addition to that, we do have a privacy opt-out policy during the course of campaigns. We can definitely blacklist any IPs. And then, you know, to kind of take that further, we also have a distribution list where people can kind of reach out if they have any specific questions about what happens to that data. But in our opinion, it's something that the brand owns exclusively. If they ask us to delete it, we can do that right away. And, you know, kind of that information just sits within the universe of the campaign untouched for any outside purposes. So we always like to let people know it's not our data. It's all yours. That's great. We've been chatting with Sam Rivera, an accounts manager at Pod Sites. Again, you can learn more at podsites.com. It's P-O-D-S-I-G-H-T-S.com. Of course, a link to this will be in the show notes so you can easily find it. Sam, thanks so much for joining us here on Podcast Man Anything. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. 